Hey friends, this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we discuss pop culture through the lens of race and gender, and sometimes both. I'm your host, Julia Washington, and on today's show, Christina and Mario are back, and we are talking about Easy A. Hey friends, love our show, but hate the commercials. Become a pop culture club member on Patreon for $10 a month to receive ad free episodes with bonus content, bonus episodes, a virtual meetup to discuss movies and television, and so much more. To learn more about how to become one of our Patreon pals, visit popculturemakesmejealous.com or visit the link in our show notes. Easy A was released September 17th, 2010 and stars Emma Stone, Penn Badgley, Amanda Bynes, and so many other notable actors. But before we dive in, let's get reacquainted with some of our pop culture jelly regulars. Christina K is a California-based hairstylist and photographer specializing in boudoir photos. Her philosophy, look good, feel good, can apply to every day. Mario Mello is a movie lover of all genres and often drops movie and television reviews on Instagram. Welcome, my friends. I actually really have missed our conversations. It's been a while. It has been a while. Hi, friends. It's been I've a, while, you guys. a while. Christmas time, I guess. Yeah, I think the Family Stone was the last time you all stopped by. Yeah. yeah. I mean, together. Yeah. Yes. You guys yeah, have done still. some other great stuff together, though, since then. Yeah, we did the West Side Story recap and then the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, that was fun. <sighs> I still want to go see Spider-Man. I haven't seen that yet. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch our, don't listen to our, our chat about it. I have it yeah. because I want to go see it. Spoiler and, review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just ruin your life. Spider-Man oh. No Way Home. Wait, what's the one where they go to Europe? That was on TV yesterday. Far from home. Far from home. See, they all have home in it. So it's just That's like. the whole point. But some of us oh. get old and get confused. <laughs> <laughs> You're just slowly turning into your mom. Be like, what's the one with home? Like, they all have home, mom. Like, you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, they're in Europe and Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. <laughs> Who I always get confused with, Tobey Maguire. Why? I don't know. They're both like my era of like youthful movies. So like, you'd think I'd know the difference. They don't I even do- look alike though. I don't know what it is. I, my brain just sees them as the same person. Let's give our friends at home um, a summary of EZA in case they haven't seen it in a while or have never seen it. And if you've never seen it, spoilers are ahead. So sorry. Prompted by her popular best friend to spill the details of her boring weekend, Olive, a clean cut teen, decides to spice things up, telling a little lie about losing her virginity when the high school busybody overhears the conversation and spreads it all over campus. Olive is suddenly notorious, but for the wrong reasons. So I say it could be a modern retelling of Nathaniel Hawthorne's Scarlet Letter, but it's more of a freely adapted version so let's take a look at what some of the critics had to say at the time roger ebert said it's funny engaging comedy that takes the familiar but underrated emma stone and makes her i believe a star until actors are matched to the right role we can never quite see them clearly the hollywood reporter said EZA has the potential to be that rah-rah office that connects with audiences below and above the 25-age demarcation. The LA Times said, The story of a smart, funny girl who becomes a self-styled Hester Prynne, EZA is neither as smart nor as funny as it wants to be. With the verbal cleverness style set at 11, the teen comedy wears its glib cultural references, pop and 19th century literary, in bold face embroidery. So... This film grossed $75 million at the box office, and I think it marks the beginning of the end of the brilliant high school movie era. So let's start with the most obvious questions, my friends. Do you love this movie and why? Who wants to go first? Shall we have Mario go first? Sure, I'll go first. So I recently, I watched it. It's on HBO Max, just yes. FYI, if anyone didn't know that. But um, So it was 2010, which 12 years ago, that seems uh-huh. so long ago. Yeah, um, and I was, 
I, I'm a big Emma Stone fan, so I might be a little biased. But I love I love all her stuff. But this was the her first like starring role, I would say, <laughs> because she was in the House of the House Bunny prior. Um, super bad super was bad. Her, her first big feature film. So I always forget that all supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was her first like lead role, which was kind of cool. So it, it was it's cool to see her kind of go from the supporting role to the you know main character which is cool but mm-hmm. um i do love it it's very comedy it's very high school like they have all like you know the little stereotypes yeah um the comedy was smart and you know she plays that that sassy witty teenager it's like i could totally see emma stone in real life being like that in high school yeah totally snarky comebacks or um you know she likes everybody mm-hmm. um, or she doesn't like everybody you know <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I I liked it, and I rewatching it just like I was like, oh man, I forgot how great this movie is. Mm-hmm. What about you, Christina? I love this movie. I feel like this movie is such like a a teen movie. Like I, it definitely came out when I was in high school. I was just gonna ask, were you actually in high school when it came out? I was. I was a junior in high school when this came out, but I didn't realize that until you said it came out in 2010, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> But it is definitely, I love Emma Stone in like all of her movies. I always think she plays such like a relatable character. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I love her in this movie because she's like, you either feel like you were her at some point mm-hmm. or you know somebody like her. Like that's the mm-hmm. level of relatability. Like when she has her card and she just keeps like trying to sing yes. it, open it and sing it. Like there's nothing. She's just adorable. You can't help but like love her instantly. Yeah. I love that too. When she first gets the card and she's like, ugh, this song. This song. And then by <laughs> Sunday night, she's like basically giving herself a concert in her room to the card. <laughs> money and grandma sends her five dollars in cash like yeah that sounds right (laughs) it's such a grandma move too like here's ten dollars have fun don't spend it all in one place (laughs) i also love this movie and i didn't watch gossip girl when it aired um while it was airing like originally so Mm -hmm. this was my introduction to pen badgley and i was just like who is this little cutie patootie omg i was 26 when the movie came out so it had like a form of nostalgia for me and when i was watching it in preparation for our conversation today i forgot how much she idolizes the john hughes films which is a huge part of the theme of the movie which is hilarious because since then, like shortly, short, shortly after this film's release, like around 2015, people really started getting critical about John Hughes's work and how like, like Jake Ryan's problematic and like, um, you know, Judd Nelson is also an issue. His character in Breakfast Club is a issue mm-hmm. or John Bender because, you know, he basically sexually harassed Claire and breakfast club and like all yeah. these things that we forget about that we don't pay attention to. And she like her character, like the rest of us cl- latches on to like that idealism of the sweet romance of the 1980s films, because we all forgot that like there's issues, <laughs> but we also didn't realize too, at the time that those were issues, like, you know, no one was really talking about it until more recently of like, wait, this is, this is probably bad, <laughs> but I loved it. I love this. I love the cheap version of all the big hit songs. <laughs> like they couldn't afford to pay for the real version of some of the songs. <laughs> so they get like a watered down, you know, royalty like rock free version, version. Of it. Yes. <laughs> like the karaoke version or some shit. It's so funny. It's so funny. Also, if you've seen um, or if you've watched You on Netflix, mm-hmm. it's really hard to that, go yeah. back and see Joe. Yeah, like as a teen mm-hmm. person, I'm like, he's gonna murder you all of you. Yes. <laughs> don't don't trust him. He will lock you in a box, and, and we for- can't have that. <laughs> I forget how many key movies he was in too, because he was in <sighs> John Tucker Must Die, John Tucker Must Die, The Stepfather, all that stuff. And I was just like, dang. Like, you don't realize, like, until they hit it big, mm-hmm. like you, that you're like, oh, wait, he was in those small little roles, and he worked his way up. But Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing, every time I see him now, I'm like, hey, it's Joe. Like, you gotta <laughs> <the fuck."> Yes. 
No, but for this purposes today, he's Woodchuck Todd. Yes. Sometimes Lobster Todd. Lobster Todd. Imagine having those names, though, like in high school, like that's your nickname, like Woodchuck Todd or Lobster right. Todd. Like it kind of actually sounds like some of the guys I went to high school with in their nicknames. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. In 2018, Harper's Bazaar ran a listicle, 10 must-see coming-of-age films of the 21st century, and included EZA stating, with scintillating wit, endlessly quotable dialogue, and affectionate homages to the cinema of John Hughes, EZA is a potent critique of retrograde attitudes towards female sexuality. The highlight also suggests that Stone introduced the world to her lovable brand of girl-next-door charm, ineptly navigating the delicate social politics of high school while falling prey to the toxicity of her slut-shaming peers. Also, I want a fucking award for saying toxicity right. So I want, I'm, I'm curious, is it fair to call Olive inept in this situation when she is presumably a junior or senior in high school with limited life experience and trying to navigate the popularity she accidentally stumbled upon? Cause she doesn't like, I don't think she understands the gravity. Like she's smart, you know, she's an intelligent student, but she's like 17. Like there's that scene where she and Brandon are making the decision to like pretend that they hook up. So that way people will leave them alone about being gay. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you, you know, just to understand the consequences, but the consequences aren't, aren't the same for him as they are for her. And she doesn't seem to realize that. Yeah. It kind of, it just, it does bring up that, um, that view of like, because he's a guy, like everyone giving high fives for it. Mm -hmm. But because it's a girl, like claiming her sexuality, everyone, you know, she's a she's a hoe or she's mm-hmm. a like. So it's just, and I feel like sometimes that still hasn't changed. I mean, in this day and age, like same thing. I feel like a guy could be going around sleeping with hundreds of people and giving high fives for it, but girls, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're not allowed to claim any any no. sort of like control. So and... I think that why this movie did hit because it was like she was kind of claiming her sexuality, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't doing anything, but. I, it, she she had to be confident about it and I think because she got in so much trouble realizing her consequences she had to be confident otherwise it was just gonna all fall apart mm-hmm. and too there's that scene when it first sort of begins where the guy I forget his name they're standing at the pool and he's like Olive Brandon told me what you did for him and she's like yeah it was great whatever I walked his world and she's like no he told me what you really did for him and I'm wondering if you do the same for me and she's like fuck off essentially I mean she doesn't actually say that but that's pretty much what the tone and he's like well I don't need to I don't need your permission I could just do it and like in that moment you're like yeah he (sighs) could because guys do that kind of shit all the time yeah and it's such like a gross thing to do too mm-hmm. like he's right that's the worst part is that he's right and everybody knows it and that's where she gets like frustrated yep yep indeed and that and then to that blurred line of like um later on in the movie when the really cute guy who i think looks like he could be milo ventimiglia's little brother um because he's got jess vibes but when they're oh. at the um when he asks her out finally and mm-hmm. he doesn't understand that it's a ruse like he thinks he can really give her a 200 gift card to home depot to go as far as he wants with her yeah. like she does he doesn't know that it's fake but all like the nerdy guys are like you know That's getting fake, street yeah. cred because it's fake I also want to know what 17 year old boy or girl wants a $200 <laughs> home Depot gift card like very few yeah very and he's few. like I just got my air compressor there there's some cool stuff again what 17 year old is buying an air compressor <laughs> this one that is in shop class Julia like he, he found one at shop classes all this is fun you know how many balloons I can blow up all at once <laughs> but i feel like i mean i don't think olive really understands the gravity of the situation she's in but i do think she operates the way a teen would operate or like Mm -hmm. you know she i think like when you're that age shoot even like now as an adult but like for the most part when you're that age you think you understand a situation or you think you have control over what it is that you're doing 
until it gets too far and you realize, oh, no, I don't. Like, I'm in over my head. I didn't think it was going to go this way. I didn't, you know, I didn't foresee any of this kind of stuff happening. And I think that's kind of what she shows in this movie is that she really is just like a a naive teen that thought she was doing something, you know, to help a friend out. And it it went down a path she was not ready or equipped to really handle. Mm -hmm. But she did it with like, I would say she did it with a lot more grace than most teens would yeah I mean she's clearly an intelligent person and she clearly has a great support system at home I mean Rosemary and Dill win the award for being the best parents ever (laughs) the best they're (laughs) all of you have a suitor (laughs) for me (laughs) they're so funny Uh, Stanley Tucci's got some like hot daddy vibes in this movie that I wasn't really aware of 10 years ago 12 years ago oh yeah this time around I was like hey Stanley Tucci what's up (laughs) you still single over there (laughs) oh man (laughs) everyone's favorite Italian yep (laughs) that's him but I think he's great in everything he does he really (laughs) is oh my god he's the best part of double wears product that's a question right? that's a question for later that was like he's my favorite and i'm like oh, yeah, no, yeah okay there we'll get there yet. we'll get there, we'll get there <laughs> um but i also think too like with this scene with um the guidance counselor phoebe buffet that's not her name in the movie i know yeah lisa lisa kudrow oh. yeah um and how like you know we discover spoiler alert she's sleeping with a student and contracts chlamydia and so the guy blames olive because she's the easiest target and so you know the guidance counselor is like at first i thought the guidance counselor the first time i saw that the movie i thought the guidance counselor was genuinely having like this meltdown of like what am i gonna do and all these things and oh my god and it's legal it's legal he's 22 which is weird um you know i don't think that's legal though to have once you get to a certain i think once you hit 20 you have to get out of high school you age out and you go to like a continuation yeah Yeah. so when she like when that was going on even even when i was in high school i was like that doesn't seem legal like you should not be with all of these children (laughs) right well and then when she's when when she's like you know i'm gonna lose my job and all this stuff and olive's like well i could have chlamydia and i was this time around i thought girl I feel like she guilted Olive into saying mm-hmm. that yeah. she was the one who gave it to him, which really made me mad because not only did you abuse your power with a student, with a male student, you're now abusing your power with another student. So how many students have you abused your power with? Yeah. Yeah. The, the manipulation, the, and what's worse is it's, it is with people that don't understand that they're being manipulated, mm-hmm. you know, cause even at the time I didn't realize that, but like watching it now, I'm like, whoa you are abusing your power yeah. like you're yeah. kind of evil <laughs> yeah and, like, your husband she, like, clearly becomes so unlike unlikable mm-hmm. and like her cl- husband clearly wants to have a relationship with her and she pulls and that her whole, husband's like, hot right and she pulls that you don't understand my marriage isn't perfect he clearly wanted to get in your pants <laughs> like what why aren't you re- like what has happened that you aren't reciprocating i don't understand He's over here putting in actual effort. She's like, you don't get it. I just want this 22-year-old. Yeah. He gets me. Like, You're having a midlife crisis, ma'am. Chill yes. out. For real. Like, if I'm at 44 years old and I'm telling you that a 22-year-old gets me, Christina, send in I'm help. i you. I'm send slapping. in help. Yeah. Because that's even, that's like, that's like, no. It's like dating your son. Ew. <laughs> I mean, it's well, like his, it is his peer group. Yeah, yeah, it's his peer group. It was so gross. When you put, so whenever awkward. you put it that way, that's when it gets real and it's creepy, and yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. 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 Anyway. <laughs> fine. Sorry. I just need to recover from that comment. It's fine. <laughs> See, but I'm putting it in your head now. Exactly. That way you it's don't in the back of your go mind. Through that. So like, you're even. not. I wouldn't even I struggle with the idea of dating somebody 10 years younger than me because that means they're 10 years older than my child see this is where math really just screws things up Mm -hmm. math's always out to get us (laughs) yep yeah it's the worst subject in high school I don't like that and (laughs) like the way I see it is like I need somebody because I can't relate some with a lot of people in terms of like 
my actual ethnic culture because I'm mixed. So like, I, I can't date somebody who's not at least within my generational culture because I need something to relate to. Right. Yeah. Like, anyway, these are things I think about when I'm watching rom-coms on TV. <laughs> I know, but like, I just want you to find like a beautiful mixed man. And then like, then you have that in common and like you a younger have, version like, of Lenny stuff. Kravitz because Lenny Kravitz is too old for me, which is really sad, but cause his daughter's four years younger than I am. So when you, again, age math context, but like a younger version of Lenny Kravitz would be good. Okay. Hey, I don't know. I know who Lenny Kravitz is, but I cannot picture what he looks like right now. And it's bugging me. Here's oh my jokes. God. When we're done, I'm going to send you his Insta and you're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> or at least going to be pissed off. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, why couldn't you have been born in like 1978? <laughs> <laughs> like the highest, the highest I'll go. Because they're still younger than my oldest sibling at that point. We are looking for advertising partners. When you support this podcast, you're supporting a woman-owned BIPOC small business. We're looking for other small business partners who want to get in front of an audience of like-minded folks looking to smash the patriarchy and make cultural change. If that's you, email us at popculturemakesmejealous to get started. Just put ad partner interest in the subject line. Can't wait to hear from you. Let's talk about the cast. The, this film is pretty stacked. We mentioned, um, you know, she's got the best parents in the world who are played by Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson. Their character names are Dill and Rosemary Pendergast, which I love. Penn Badgley. I just is- realized they're both herbs. Yes. Oh, wow. They're herbs Sorry. and then they have an olive. And I forget what the little brother's name was. And she mentions an older brother too, whom we never meet. Yeah. He's in college or something. Yeah. Penn Badgley, as we mentioned earlier, Amanda Bynes. I think if I remember correctly, this was Amanda Bynes resurgence because she had retired for a little bit and then she came back for this movie. And then Dan Bird as her classmates. We mentioned Lisa Kudrow already and Thomas Hayden Church plays her husband. They're the school guidance counselor and the, and Olive's favorite teacher. Even Fred Armisen has a cameo. So they all have a major role to play in Olive's journey during this movie. So I want to know, do you think this film was appropriately cast? And then also, who's your favorite character and why? <laughs> so answer all three questions. <laughs> right now. All three questions at once. <laughs> at once. Okay, so, Mario, you start. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, was re- I was looking up because... Watching this movie reminded me how much I missed Amanda Bynes because I used to be a Amanda Bynes fan. I thought what was- a girl wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I like about you. She's the man. The yeah. She's I mean- the man. Such a good one. <laughs> so this was her last movie before she retired. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank you. She had done. She had just done. Uh, okay. Because she had just done um, Sydney White a couple years ago, which wasn't that big, but then um, she had done Hairspray the year prior to that. Oh, I loved Hairspray. And then she had just finished up with um, What I Like About You with Jenny Garth on, um, I think it was the WB show. The I WB. forgot about that yeah. show. Yes, that, was that was a good show. Didn't they play sisters? Yeah, they were sisters. Yeah. So I so watching this, I was like, oh, man, I miss Amanda Bynes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Amanda show way back when on Nickelodeon. Yes. Like, she's so good. So she went crazy for a little bit, but I mean. As we it's all a lot of pressure out. to be it's pressure, yeah. that famous and that rich that young like that's hard yeah so seeing her on there um i think at the time this cast was like perfect like mm-hmm. they were all in there like known for teen movies and like uh stanley tucci and patricia clarkson were a little are a little more um, um veteran compared to the other ones but they're still so good in it mm-hmm. um a favorite character Which her mom is like i used to date a gay man once no judgment and she's like please don't say it's dad and then like a couple minutes later he's like i used to be gay once and you're just like oh my god like this, out of a teenager's mind this is not a conversation you want to have with your parents right as an adult you're just kind of like um what but like you can see like if 
through a teenaged lens, this is the most horrifying conversation right? that you could ever have with your parents. My favorite, my favorite scene with Patricia Clarkson is at the towards the end when she's telling when Olive is telling her mom about everything that conspired. She's like, "I went through a similar situation. I was a slut." Yeah, like, <laughs> she's like, "I hooked up with everyone," and she's like, "Mom," she's like, "Mostly men, but yeah. everyone." Like, she's like these are the positions i tried yeah so like, i used to be able to get my, my leg God. yeah yeah and yeah you're like oh mom why are you talking about this like it's horrifying for a teenager to hear about this but yeah anyway as an adult i feel like i would want to hear about this i'd be like no i'm good there's never a time you want to hear about your mom's sex life it's never, never good it's never, never. it's never <laughs> Sorry, Mario, I cut you off. So who is your favorite character? Um, my favorite character is probably still Olive. I, like I said, I'm a big um, Emma Stone fan. I love her and everything she does. Um, Amanda Bynes and Stanley Tucci are probably my second and third favorite. <laughs> Amanda but, Bynes is such a bitch. She's just she, like, but she's a good Olive. That's your name, right? <laughs> it's also so weird that like the weird religious tie that they bring into it where like she acts all holy and mm-hmm. stuff and like I, I love that actually that they put that in there because there is a big especially in high school there is a big like I don't know uh, maybe it could just be around here but there was always like a group of those people who yeah. acted like they were really like yeah holy or holy really religious now, yeah. and then but when you really know them you're like Mm, yeah side eye side eye all day like i saw what you do yeah yeah i see what you do when you're not being holy yeah amanda bynes boyfriend boinking the guidance counselor (laughs) he's 22 julia oh excuse me he understands her it's wildly inappropriate that he's still in high school by the way it's yeah it's also wildly inappropriate that he's dating a high schooler like yeah it, it's all there's nothing not, appropriate okay. for him to be there okay exactly. like get him out i don't <laughs> care how much school he needs help with he's not getting it there get no. him out he needs adult education classes at this point because he can yeah. buy alcohol yes yeah oh god yeah <laughs> okay christina your favorite character go <sighs> olive's dad yeah i just think I love Olive. You can clearly see that she gets her personality from like having these parents Mm -hmm. that are so they seem such like a good family. Like they're open with her. They're, you know, they're warm, they're loving, they're inviting, but they also clearly like, you know, that they know how to be parents when they need to be parents. They're not just like friends, you know, like they are, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And I just think his, I love Stanley Tucci and everything. You're right. The devil wears Prada. Like, he is he's my favorite in that as well like he's so good anything you put him in he takes on that role so like he encompasses that character and you you just believe like that this person exists and you always want to know them and you just he's great and I love I love when he with her little brother and mm-hmm. they're in the kitchen and he's like what who told you we were gonna do this as a family yeah it's just like rolling his eyes like you know that he does this on a weekly if not monthly basis yeah. you mm-hmm. know like his dad jokes clearly are just like all over the place in this like yeah we can t- now we can take the butt watching the bucket list off of our bucket list <laughs> Yeah, like, you know Told he's you. only he's only saying stuff to make himself laugh and that's why i think i love him so much in this movie because it's like he's like the ultimate dad i want to see them as like if their kids played sports like them going to the sports games because i could see them with like big old signs yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. those overreacting parents to everything yes like, yeah but also not knowing how the sport works at yeah. all like being so into it like yeah go olive and then like and then like looking at like his wife and being like i don't know what just happened but i think it was good yeah (laughs) you know he's secretly rooting for the other team because he just doesn't know what's going on yeah yeah he's being supportive yes oh man i think my favorite character i think my favorite characters would check todd (laughs) because he's just super chill because his name's woodchuck yeah He's just like, here I am doing my thing, like, but he's not, you know what I mean? Like, he's just super chill, just kind of like, we all have to be in high school, so I'm just going to do what I got to do. Yeah. He seems respectful. 
Yes. He also seems oblivious, not in like in a okay. not in like a naive or oblivious way, but like oblivious in the sense that he genuinely does not care what his peers are doing. Yeah. Kind and of we'll, and we'll dive into that a little bit more in a second. I messed it up a little bit because I said Woodchuck Todd. So we want to talk about him, but we're going to talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. But I do love also um, um, the teacher as well. I think that his character is, yeah. mm-hmm. I think his character is fun. He's like, if I have to, he's like, I don't know what it is with your generation's obsession with posting on Facebook, everything. And then just kind of goes on that little diatribe. And then um, his whole thing about like, I know you're the only one who read the book and, you know, just kind of calls her out. If I have to read about her bad accent one more time or how, you know, and he's just like, <laughs> Like he genuinely loves his job, but he also recognizes that, you know, half the school just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And he seems think, like, like one it... of those really good teachers. Like, yes. sorry, Mario. He just, oh, no, yeah. Good. He seems like one of those really good teachers who cares about his students who actually mm-hmm. put in effort, mm-hmm. but he's not like, he does not borderline creepy at all. Like, he's, yeah, he genuinely is like, He's like a an uncle or dad figure, yeah. like in the classroom. Doesn't abuse power like his wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mario. What were you? Oh no, say? I was gonna say. I just thought it was funny about that Facebook thing too, because I was I always get you know you get the memories back in Facebook and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And in 2010, that's what you would do. You would just be like, I'm going shopping. Or, yeah. I need to go to the grocery store. Like, and yeah. he says he's like, who who cares? Like, yeah. And I'm thinking when I read them, I'm like my own ones i'm like oh i really put that yes like, who really cared about that like this is so embarrassing i can't believe i documented this and again that's in 2010 like 12 yeah. years ago doesn't seem that long but it was a long time and mm-hmm. like how we've evolved from there and you're just like oh man it's very oh, i didn't like that you said it was 12 years ago i was like wow way to put that into respect it was 12 years ago <laughs> I I still can't I in my mind I was like yeah I was in high school like two or three years ago and I'm like no you weren't you're about to have a baby like <laughs> you're grown up now Internet, I feel your adult. pain I feel your pain whenever I think about like oh my high school graduation was 20 years ago I don't feel like I look old enough for that but then also I, I have a human child graduating I don't know where the disconnect goes in like my brain and I remember my parents always tell me about that they're like you really like you won't it will not feel like time's going by that fast once you graduate yeah and I'm like and I think it's because in school you're so like regulated by that one year that one year means so much it has those markers right like you you have the finality every year yeah the finality of the end of school you have the beginning of school you have spring break winter break all those things that sort of define segment your high school experience in in when adulthood it's like oh shit it's Christmas already didn't we just have yeah. Christmas <laughs> yeah I was like oh my god we're gonna like I noticed that the um when I'm leaving work now it's starting to be there's still light outside mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm locking the door and which is my favorite I'm like getting all excited but I'm like oh my gosh like how are we already into like the new year how's it gonna be yeah. spring again I feel like it was just like spring last year yeah. like I don't yeah it's it makes no sense and that yeah. yeah I don't get that just wait until <laughs> that human child is walking and talking and one day you're just like how the fuck did you turn five <laughs> well yeah I was I just like we get Aiden back you know like every time we get Aiden back I look at him because he's gone for two weeks and then mm-hmm. we have him for two weeks and it's like when he's gone and he comes back sometimes he'll hit a growth spurt and I'm yeah. like and then like and then you get like this weird like flashback of like when I first met him and I was like he had a different voice when I met him so he had a different set of teeth when I met him yeah (laughs) and you just sit there and you're like how did that go by so quickly Mm -hmm. but it also felt like it was like I met him you know just a couple months ago it's so it is so weird yep so yep my two of my my two best friends from high school we all facetimed the other night and the one gal has a five-year-old i think is he six now shit i don't anyway he's cute but he's still kind of you know small child 
And so she's like, he's like in the FaceTime with her and we're chatting and it's the cutest thing ever. I've never met this human child in person. We've only ever met over video chat. So then I turned the camera to my child and she's like, who is that man sitting on your couch? <laughs> it's the 22 year old I'm dating right now. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And we come full circle. <laughs> On that note, it's time to move on. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Hughes by Jewels. Hughes by Jewels offers custom artwork and original prints specializing in watercolor, focusing on the human form and different shades of skin. If you're looking for that perfect gift for a birthday or have a special memory you'd like to commemorate, visit Hughes by Jewels on Instagram or find the Etsy shop of the same name. That's Hughes. H-U-E-S by Jules. J-U-L-S. So later in the movie, the line becomes blurred between what is being said about Olive and what is actually happening. And we kind of referenced that a little bit earlier. An hour into the film, the or so, the audience has a firm grasp on the fact that Olive is helping the nerdy guys in school bolster their reputations in order to get dates of the girls they like. When suddenly Olive is asked out by none other than high school hottie, I forget his name. Anson. But Anson? Anson. A-N-S-O-N. Okay. None other than high school hottie Anson, but the catch, he's not in on the ruse. And we already kind of talked about this a little bit, but let's get a little bit deeper on it. What did you feel when Olive has this encounter in the parking lot where she realizes that like Anson's not in on it? Like how, how did that whole scene play out, make you feel for her and towards the whole scenario? Who wants to go first? For me, I feel like that's when she kind of realizes like, that's when she realizes she's in over her head. Mm -hmm. Like that for her is the turning point of going, I'm not in control of this like I thought I was. And it makes me feel like, it makes me feel sad. And it also, again, like it's relatable. Like, I I mean, I think we all have those situations in high school where you think, you know, you're, you are under, you got something under control and then inevitably someone else tells you something and then you're like, oh my God, I have let this go on thinking I was doing one thing and now I'm, I'm over here and it doesn't make sense. And I just felt for her so much because you can tell now the wheels are turning in her head on like, how do I, how do I make it stop? How do I get out of this? And it's at the same time, I believe that she's starting to realize that she, she still has her feelings for Woodchuck Todd. Woodchuck Todd. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say very similar. Um, I feel like at this moment, she's like, "Man, they actually really do think they could." I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hoe. <laughs> like, it's not an act anymore. Like everyone really thinks that, and I think, like Christina said, like she's gone a little too far. Um, I think it is a, a a reality check to guys too, because like you know, guys don't take no for an answer sometimes. And in this scene, she had to tell him no four or five times before mm-hmm. she actually got him off her. Cause he was like, Oh no, you got this. Like, you know, she's going to, because of all these rumors, like, Oh, she's just playing hard to get. I'm just going to keep forcing myself on her until she, you know, relents. But Mm -hmm. you know, finally she's like, no. And you know, gets out of there. But so, yeah, it's. That's a really good point, Mario, because it brings into that conversation, right? Like there's that conversation that happens whenever somebody is in a situation where they're like, you know, taken advantage of and this whole idea of like well she was asking for it kind of concept and like to me that's kind of what it felt like Anson was sort of insinuating like you're doing this this is what you want but it's not what she wants like she's not allowed to have autonomy and a say in the situations because now she has this reputation um of being sort of you know not being sort of of being this type of girl who does things for money and um it sort of like breaks my heart because it highlights too just how like a girl can't really have or woman can't really do what she wants herself without somebody 
potentially stealing her autonomy away from her. Mm -hmm. And that's been something that women have been dealing with for centuries because we used to be property. Um, and now it's just seeing it in 2010 in that way where you're just like, God, like she, like Christina said, she thinks she's in control. And yet now we have another scenario. The first scenario was the boy at the pool who was like, I can say whatever I want anyway. I don't need your permission. And now this scenario where he's like, I paid you. And she's like, throws the gift card back at him no you did not sorry now you didn't and it's just i don't know sad in a way that the mentality sort of shifts of like they're a lesser person because they're doing these things like i wouldn't do those things but i'm not gonna be like girl i'm gonna be like please tell me you're being safe like the guidance counselor did when she didn't believe her and was trying to give her a handful of condoms (laughs) also like it (laughs) It always makes me sad, especially now that we're at a point where we're really like, I feel like women are finally really calling that out, that kind of behavior out. It makes me sad that for so long, even in movies and media and stuff, we've portrayed this message that is like, oh, it's just normal for men to keep asking and keep asking. And you just have to keep turning them down because Mm -hmm. men don't take no seriously the first time. But then on the flip side, if you tell like, if a guy tells you no, and if he has to tell you a second time, if he has to tell you a second time, you're crazy. Like yeah. the woman is crazy. But if a girl has to tell a guy four, five, ten, a dozen times no, then that's just how men are. And it's like we're constantly perpetuating this idea that men don't grasp the concept of no or they just don't grasp the concept of no when it's coming from a woman Mm -hmm. and that's such a gross um it's such a gross practice to even put out in media for you know like teenagers or young girls to see because then you get to you know your 20s when you have that more confidence and stuff and you do start to speak up and you're like overly frustrated now Mm because you're like how many times do I need to say no for you to understand it and now you're a bitch or yeah you know you're this or that and it's like I really hope and it seems like we're finally shifting but I really hope that the shift moves quickly and becomes Mm -hmm. a bigger thing where it's like yeah we don't keep perpetuating this idea that men are allowed to just keep pushing their agenda Mm -hmm. before like and or that you don't need to have a big reaction like you should be able to say no and that be the end of it Mm -hmm. absolutely there are still women in my generation the older millennial generation you know where Cause you know, we're encouraged women come forward, speak up, speak out, but there still really isn't a whole lot of support on a micro level, you know, on a bigger level, it's like, we support you and there's all these things and we'll stand by you in solidarity, but on that smaller level of, okay, so I just came out and said, X happened to me by this person. And now there's no immediate support to help me get through whatever public scrutiny is going to happen. And Mm -hmm. so you still have women, even though, you know, we'll stand there and say, like, it's important for women to speak out about these things that happen to them and, you know, accountability and like, let's do better and all these things. You still have my women, my age who've had these experiences and we're just unwilling to discuss them because we don't want to go through the trauma again. We don't want to be publicly scrutinized. We don't want our lives ripped apart and completely judged. And it's like, at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter my lifestyle, who I am or what I've done. The point is, is I told that person no, and they still did it anyway. That's what needs to be judged and mattered, but that's not the society that, you know, we're and we are shifting away from that. Like you say, Christina, but it's so interesting to me to see like younger women having no problems being like, fuck that guy. This is what he did. But women mm-hmm. my age are like, well, I'm on the fence. I don't really know if I want to like, and then the generations like ahead of us as well. Like, yeah, they I just have wouldn't no say shit. Of it. They're just like, they, they brush it under the rug so quickly. Like, uh-huh, I mean, that's I'm- just how we acted back then. And you're like, uh, no that shouldn't be okay yeah I mean like I know someone who's around like my mom's age you know like she's in her early 50s and she was back in the dating pool and like listening to the stuff that she was like oh you know like the guys that she was dating and stuff that she kind of like puts up with and I'm like you know that's not okay right like you're allowed to say no or you're allowed to say you don't like that and she's like 
or like she made a comment like oh like I have to build up the courage to tell him I don't want to do this and I'm like you have to build up the courage to say you don't like something like but those generations were never taught or Mm -hmm. encouraged that Mm -hmm. their voice mattered as much and it's just like I, I guess I'm excited that I'm a part of the changing generation, but I, I hope to God like that my daughter doesn't have to, I hope she's just w- walks up and just like, no, I don't like anybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I hope she never has to feel that way. Like that she's got to keep saying no, or that, you know, like she doesn't yeah. get that choice. It's like, I really hope that, that we do shift bigger. Like, I'm glad that we've made this progress to notice that what she did in 2010 to now is, you know, mm-hmm. a problem, but I'm, I hope the, the change is still <laughs> on the rise. <laughs> yeah. And also, can we please stop teaching the scarlet letter? Because I feel like we're getting yeah. the wrong message yeah. put across on that story. Like, unless you're going to like look at it through a different lens than what we're currently teaching it through, we just need to stop. We just need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like it kind of perpetuates the idea of like, you know, Hester Prynne deserved it. No, like that fool straight up seduced her. Like it's not, I mean, sure. We all have a part to play in our lives, but at the end of the day, like she got all the heat and he got none of it. Yeah. Actually, I'm just going off of memory. I haven't read that book in over 20 years, so I don't really know. (laughs) You watched the movie. I watched the movie, not the Demi Moore one. (laughs) Okay. I do love this movie so much. It's ridiculous. I I watch it on repeat and I find Emma's. Oh, so you guys, a year later after this movie is released, she does Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling. So I, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but it was like, how do you go from being a really young high school person to having passed co- law school and taking the bar? <laughs> like for the longest time I had a really hard time with how big of a life difference those two characters were because she does look really young I think she's only like three or four years younger than me so it was like she's my age she's 35 I think uh, yeah I think yeah, yeah so like three years younger than me so it was just that moment where you're just like how do you go from being like adorable high school girl which she did great in crazy stupid love I watch easy a and then I watch crazy stupid love after because that's just the order I have to do it in <laughs> It's a great movie too. Mm-hmm. It is. I, that is a hard thing in general with like actors. Like, like you said, I always had a hard time watching um, Woodchuck Tuck or Woodchuck Tuck, Woodchuck Todd, <laughs> Woodchuck and, uh, John, Tucker Must Die. <laughs> yes, that's. I know. I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, I just mixed everything up. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a hard time watching him because he always looked like he was like in his 20s to me even Mm -hmm. like even though he does look young like he looks really young and youthful and he could play a high schooler he's always looked like and I guess because he acted that way too I'm like it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that like you're supposed to be like a high school student for some reason even though I know that that's your character in this like it just doesn't fit right Mm -hmm. and at least Sam and anything that like he does act age appropriate like this makes sense <laughs> yeah like and even in 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 gossip girl they didn't shave his chest he had like chest hair peeking out from his shirt and you're just yeah. like i don't know any high school kids who are that hairy okay <laughs> no like that's not something you get for a while a unless while. you're like yeah <laughs> anyway okay now i'm really going to close out the show <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you remind our listeners at home where they can find you if they want to keep up with you online? Christina, why don't you go first? I am at Christina underscore K underscore creations. I'm sorry about the double underscore. (laughs) I know people hate it. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm old. Just let me live my life. (laughs) Like. I was listening to a podcast and they had talked about that. They're like, you get one underscore. If you go on to two, I'm not following you. And I was like, I have two in like all of my handles. And I'm like, that otherwise you don't get the name you want. Yeah. Right. Well, you just weren't fast enough to get the name you wanted. You should have claimed I it 12 also have years a ago. Really common name. So that doesn't help. That me. doesn't help either. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I I also have a pretty common name, but it doesn't appear to be common because, you know, 
there's not a lot of us around in this area, but when you go to the internet, there's a lot. Yep. The internet. <laughs> too many people. Too many people. <laughs> right. Too many people. Mario, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at movies with Mr. Mario. And I do TV reviews and movie reviews and everything I'm watching in between. Yay. And I will link <laughs> to everybody's handles in our show notes. And um, I just am so glad you guys were here again. I feel like we went too long between our last triad trio episode to this one. I feel like that's too much time has passed. But we also, did. Christina, when that baby comes, I don't know how much time you're going to have for us. <laughs> I'm going to make it work. Okay. okay. If I can make things work as, as I can right now. Plus, yeah. plus every time I get something in the mail for the baby, Taylor likes to tell me, you know, I'm going to use that more than you. So I'm going <laughs> to just start holding him to that. Like, well, you told me you were going to spend all this time with her. Yeah. <laughs> I need an hour and a half on this day yeah. so I can talk with Julia and Mario about this yeah. topic. I'm holding you to it. If you fail, they're both coming for you. Right. Honestly. I mean, he's great about it. I'm already like, I tell him I need an hour and a half to do something and he came out and got the bird and that's why the bird's no longer chirping yeah. in the background. <laughs> so he came out and he's just looking at me and I'm all, he won't shut up. And he's like, oh, <laughs> he's sweet. your woodchuck okay. Todd. He's yes. my woodchuck Todd. Oh. Yes, I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you. But friends. we wouldn't mind though if baby makes an appearance though. Yes. She could be, when she, she could gets be here. Star. She'll be like a small little star. As long as she's quiet the whole time, you know, maybe she can join us. Yeah, exactly. That's how I prefer children when they're quiet. Me too. (laughs) I've been very lucky. Like Jackson was super chill. He was such a chill little guy. And then um, my friend, my, one of my best friend's daughters who I love, like I call her my niece, like she's super chill, but she's also really spirited. So like anyone who sees her daily would probably be tired, but like me, I'm like, yeah, girl, let's do this. I love your energy. I love your vibe. (laughs) I'm just going to let Duke babysit her. I'm like, go play with the dog here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was telling my son the other day, I had this friend who had a bull mastiff great Dane mix and her name was Jules. And so whenever when he was a baby and I'd go over there and visit her I'd leave him in his little you know car seat because it was just easier because he slept a lot which was great that dog would literally sit by the carrier and just be like this is my baby now so like she would you had to get permission from her to even like go and check (laughs) on the baby like she was like very protective and loving it was so cute and sweet and but it's a like on her hind leg she's a solid half foot taller than me Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's my child right like you're gonna clearly win in a fight ma'am but also that's my baby it's like captain Sully. she's all look at me look at me i'm the captain now (laughs) (laughs) that's that dog with your baby hey pretty much no i'm the captain now pretty much (laughs) i just thought it was sweet though and we don't deserve dogs i know they're the best yeah Anyway, friends, thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners at home, thanks for tuning in, y'all. 